Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Neil and Christian Baker Psychic Hour. We are broadcasting a little late today, but we are here to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please do press 1 if you'd like to speak with us, callers. And also, we invite you to join us on our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter. Um, those are linked under our Blog Talk Radio profile where you may follow us as well. And I don't know, is there anything else we want to add before we get into whatever it is we're getting into today? No, I don't think so. Okay. I am expecting a call to come in, but this person may be busy. Um, you know, um, when, when you get into the element of psychic readings, I mean, Chris and I don't really have... We don't, our lives aren't really based on casual conversations. Our lives, we have casual conversations between the two of us, but, but if they're I would, call, I would call them arguments. Uh, arguments, <laughs> um, debates. But, but in general, we don't really talk casually to people. We don't have a, we don't, for example, for example, we're not particularly social. No, we're not social at all. At all. Um, what we... What, our conversations are usually conversations. Are based on being psychic, informative, guiding, connecting. Well, so I mean, we don't when it when a person walks by our street, you know, we don't <laughs> not, usually, we don't get into intense conversations no. usually. Well, we but, usually throw them to the ground and give them a reading. No, but I mean, you know, in that context, no, there, there's no. casual well, conversation. But I mean, in in the core of our life, yes, it's more intense. So basically speaking, we don't we don't conduct our lives with casual conversation. We we our lives are are basically the conversation of our life is typically psychic connected guiding that kind of thing. And I don't know about you, maybe you socialize more than I do. I don't socialize. What do you mean? Anymore. How would I socialize? We're together well, all well, the time. Why you're gossiping? I don't know. You're talking gossiping? About what are you talking about? Listen, are we having an argument? I am really tired of this behavior yeah. that you're exhibiting. Well, it's not going to work. Well, not on the air. So, <laughs> no, do I mean seriously? In all seriousness, what are you talking about? I gossip. You, you gossip. With who? I see you gossiping with everybody. You are so you full love of to shit. gossip. So, I do not love to gossip, and you're the one who's got these stories that you tell all the time. What are you talking about? Because these that, you know, outlandish those stories, stories are connected to reading. No, they're not. There's yeah. stories from your well, youth. Everything so. I do is connected to God, so there's no argument. <laughs> okay. 
please. Now, now, um, oh my God. So in, in the essence of this, you're getting we're straying from the main point. Well, I don't stray. Is that our conversation is typically <laughs> under the guidance of osmosis. We we absorb energies other realms from astral realm spirits guides and we incorporate that into our dialogue and by doing so we're not having typical conversations and so I mean if we do maybe they're few and far between scattered but but when you think about the dialogue of your life most human beings just talk casually. I mean, sometimes they'll talk about the political scene or the atmosphere or the weather, but for the most part, um, or something that happened, you know, and it was, it was captivating or controversial. But for the most part, um, human beings carry on what I would call typical conversations. They just talk. They chat. Um, we're not special, but maybe we don't have the time, or maybe our job on earth isn't to do that. We really, I mean, we could you could say we're chattering now. So Jennifer says that you rat out your clients. We what? We what? You you rat you rat out your clients. You mentioned clients, and I said, well, rat out. Yes, that was her wording. What is it? What? Well, that you. What about the pipe piper? I don't know. I mean, that's. I don't know what that means. I rat, rat out. out. You 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 you. You 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 mentioned clients. Well, and I said to her, usually I said number one, anyone that we've done together that's famous, we've never mentioned on the air. Never, I wouldn't allow it personally. But usually the clients that you mention that are that have notoriety or famous well, are I, dead. I say their names. Yeah, you she have. She says I wrap out my yeah, clients have, like I mentioned. Yeah, you have. But well, but but I said usually they're dead. Usually when you mention clients, yeah. like no, Jody Fayed, I mean, Al Fayed, he's dead. Um, James Gandolfini, dead. Yeah. So those are dead people. Yeah, that's a correction, Jennifer. Um, it counts if they are dead. No, but that's still in the context. Well, of, then you but, know what? I, I'll, I'll, I'll make your day. I did a reading for George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> I did a reading for Moses when he was in the desert. Um, I even did a reading for uh, Benedict Arnold and warned him not to open up his mouth. So, but now we've got... but 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 the point is, let's get back to I mean the the heart of our conversation, which is when you're mentioning those people, there's a, they are pertinent. There's a pertinent reason you're mentioning them. They're they're pertinent to the conversation we're having. So it's not like well you know I'm showing off because I you know look we we are fairly obscure. For the talent level that you have, I'm not going to say, you know, you know, about, I'm not going to brag about myself, but for the, the talent level that you have as a psychic, you are very, very humble and, and we, you know, you're not, uh, we're not James Bond frogs. We're not, no. we're not getting I, publicity or, and, and, you know, I believe that. I have a theory about we being correct, but I have no ego in being famous or, you know, shouting out who I am and what I can do. No. Usually my dialogue, I try to be very constructive and informative, 
but I have no interest in notoriety. If I did, I, I would be promoting myself in a different you know, way. Well, like same Trump. thing. Well, and I mean, you know, whatever. We 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 are not we are not promoting ourselves. Well, we promote ourselves our psychic work, of course, because that's that's meant to help people. But we're not promoting our creative energies at all. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean, and uh, we and we could and and they're worthy of promotion. Uh-oh. You know, that's like saying, you know, Jesus came to the earth. Did he ever say the word I? I believe. I mean, then he's got a new thing. Well, it's funny because you were mentioning, and this is interesting because it ties into a conversation you were having earlier about ego. Yeah. And the person got very offended mentioning ego. Well, I mean, you know, you're operating from an ego level. The person said, no, I am not. I am not operating from an ego level. We have to talk about that in 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 relation to how we exist in the world. Now, like, for example, our conversations, as you said, are based on psychic energy for the most part yeah. with, with others. That's not, that's not an ego level. That's, that's no, 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 no. People what? have abused the word ego to mean that it's obnoxious and, you know, you're arrogant and you have a big ego. Ego is ego. Ego is the basic, ultimate expression of what we do as human beings. Whether it's high praise, low praise, positive, negative, ego is the final expression. It's derived by three subject matters, going back to Greek mythology and whatnot. But the the id is our subconsciousness. It, it's our inner thoughts as well. It's what we think. Our superego is our policeman in terms of what we should and shouldn't do. It's our higher consciousness. And our ego is the end product of how we express the energy between the two rivals. The ego is nothing but our ultimate expression. That is our ego in its pure essence. People have mistook the word ego to mean that that is something that is mm-hmm. your egotistical, your, your, you know, your self-interest. But I mean, but, but, but. Ego is nothing but the ultimate expression of who we are and how we express that on the planet. It has right. nothing to do with arrogance. Well, it, it, but it can have something to do with arrogance. It's, it's only when you abuse the word and, and say that the head is the whole body. Right. But I mean, if we're talking about certain people that we deal with and, you know, I, the levels of ego that they're operating from are variable. You know, some people post everything they do on Facebook at every moment, every hour. You know, there's a, that, that's an ego. That's ego. Or, you know, they glorify themselves through pictures and, and promote themselves and, you know, try to connect themselves to but so is famous saying, people. Someone's saying, I'm that's, very humble and I, and, I, and I try to be very, very, subservient that's ego that's ego it's still it doesn't yeah, matter I know. you can't you can't just say right. it's one-sided right but if but but for example if we were posting our adventures our life adventures on a regular basis to the public that would be counterproductive to what we do in the yeah, world but that's not you can't that's a different terminology you may be self-interested you may have a desire to express your life in such well, a way that it's, yeah, but the it's, egocentric, but it, egocentric but anyways, applies. Pure terminology of the word. Uh, we've abused the word yeah, ego. Okay. Egos, ego. Um, 
and it's nothing but the expression of blood. We have a caller, so yeah. And they're probably very confused. Yes, so, so they, they okay. probably don't even know what we're talking about. Okay. Eight four five. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 Hi. Hi. My name is Maria. I call it from New York. How are you? Fine. How are you? We got to get your birthday. Why don't I remember this? I should. Yes. My birthday is May 15, 1942. What? May what? May 15, 1942. Okay. May 15? Yeah, 11. Yes. You must be on Oh, good. Good, Maria. What's going on? Uh, I get it. I tell you the other day about my house, the roof, about the water. Now I find there's no lawyer. You think this lawyer going to be good? They're going to win? Well, you're, you're, you're not, you're, you have a very high master number, Maria. Nine. That's very high. That's a... That's a winning number. Um, and uh, when when we look at that number, that says you're going to win. However, the other numbers in your birthday are lower than nine. you got to remember, your master number is nine, Maria. But the numbers that make up the nine are five, one, five, four, and two. Forget about the 19 right now. They're lower. So you have challenges in your life, and the challenges that you have include the ownership of your home and whatever you're trying to do with it, because you have a one in your number in your day, and that represents the earth and home. So what you're going through is something that is karma, Maria. The karmic episode. Even the lawyer is probably from I'm sorry. a past life. I'm, you know, I'm in chat. So, what did you say? What, what were Earth and home? The one. The one is Earth. And the home is what? The home is still one. One, right? Okay. So, um, so if you ask, can you win? Yes. Yeah. Because you have a high master number nine. That's the greatest number. So, do I think you'll win? Probably. Do I think you'll have trouble getting there? Yes. Because your code, Maria, says you do have troubles. But your ultimate number says you you have victory. You win in the end. So it will be a struggle, but I believe in the end you'll you'll win. They're gonna be best a long time. Because I was to say I was a thing I was to Italy in September. I don't know if I can go anymore in September in Italy. Okay. I, what? Maria, what are you trying to, to speak very clearly? What are you trying to accomplish? What do you want the end result to be? I wanted to figures in my house. I wanted. I was supposed to go to Italy in September, but now they're gonna free, They're not gonna figure in my house. I can go. I gotta go in the winter time. What do you think? I'm gonna go in September too, or no? Whoa. Uh, well, it, you see, September is the ninth month of the year, and your master number is nine. 
So what Kristen and I will do for you is put out energy that you go in September and they finish everything in time. Now, now we're going to do that with energy. It's not a prediction, uh, Maria. It's an energy request that we're going to put out that maybe, God willing, it will come through. But we're applying energy to get there because otherwise it's going to be difficult. God bless you. So this is just a little story quickly um, about energy work and how it really can be miraculous. We have someone who calls the radio show and she's in between houses. She's not, she's homeless right now. And she also has a dog who was very sick and she was worried about the dog dying because he has kidney disease and he was exposed to the heat for a long period of time in another state. She moved to a, a, a different state where it's a little cooler, but the dog was still suffering. So I found resources online for homeless people and we, Neil and I, worked together to manifest help for this woman. And indeed, uh, she was able to get veterinary care and it's like the bill as estimated to be like $2,000 paid for, for this dog. And he needed that care. I mean, he's on antibiotics, different medications, he needed an IV, they kept him overnight, but the energy work was effective. So it does work. It's powerful. So this can be applied to you as well. We'll work on it on our off time for you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Okay. Thank you. God bless you, both of you. I trust you. Thank you very, very, very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. God bless you. Okay. Take care. Yep. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay, so we were talking about ego. We were talking about ego, and um, we're done with Maria. We're done with Maria. She, I was explaining to her, you know, about the energy work with. Uh, oh. Our yeah. Dion. Is she still on? Yeah, and and how we got the veterinary care two thousand dollar bill taken care of free. Yeah. Dog so is. You know, in better health. At we'll least. try, Maria. Uh, your situation with the home is a karmic situation. You have to understand it's from a past life, and you're trying to get this done. When you mentioned September, that happens to be the number of your master number nine, which is the ninth month of the uh, Judean calendar. So, uh, so we're we're going to give it a try. You know, your attorney, whatever you need to do, keep in contact with them and then keep us posted as to the progress. Okay, so now back to our conversation. Uh, yeah, so ego is well is a generalized term for expression, but... but, but okay. But I, my point was about osmosis, not about ego. I know, but I mean, since we're talking about the ego, I mean, if we're talking about psychic work, for example, psych, it, to be, well, I mean, there are psychics that have 
egos and they operate on an ego level and they can give accurate readings. But if you want to be connected to a the spiritual realm and give readings that are connected to higher entities like angels, spirits, God, you have to release your ego so you can connect. You're not going to connect if you have, yeah. if you are entrapped in the ego. Well, here's the more technical analysis. Oh, the ego improve is, it, please. Yeah, I will. Jesus. The ego, I will. Oh. I will. <laughs> but you keep interrupting me, so it's hard because your ego is getting in the way. I am not interrupting you. Okay, so let We're me talking. finish my thought. Well, no, you interrupted me just now. Okay. 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 So um, <laughs> what we have here is a failure to communicate. So what the ego is an outward expression. That's our outward expression. To be psychic, you have to absorb the energy. So the ego has to be removed in order for the individual to absorb the energy of the astral realm. So you have to kind of be ego-less to, to receive information. You can't have your ego in the way because that's the outward expression. So technically speaking, you have to release your ego to be a, a good psychic so you can absorb the information from the astral realm. So I want to say Then when you put it out, you can apply ego. So that, we, of course, but I mean, that was something that I had to learn in meeting you and coming here because I did not know my path was, even though uh, other readers said, oh, you're going to be a reader. You're going to be a reader. Uh, I mean, you know, they all say that on Blog Talk Radio. You're, you're psychic. And I knew I had psychic abilities when I met you. Obviously, I wouldn't have encountered you if I, if I or sought out help developing psychic abilities if I didn't have psychic abilities. But I learned that my journey was about separating the ego in order to become psychic. And it was challenging because what I was involved in before was, you know, I mean, not egotistical, not egotistical, but, but, you know, when you're involved in creative, <laughs> your creative energies, that's ego. Well, and I had a, to stop a, a, in terms of my well, career. I mean, a good psychic, a, a qualified, really authentic psychic sort of gives up on their life because they are of service to others. They may get benefits from it. They may even get egotistical, if you will, benefits from it because it involves the inner being as well and the expression of that. But, but you know, obviously, psychics are here for people and they're here to offer extraordinary information that is not readily available on the physical plane. The expression may ultimately result on the physical plane and pertaining to the physical plane, but it's not derived. I mean, a good psychic is not a, an opinionated person who's giving advice. That's just an advisor. A psychic is not a guide. A guide does a different dialogue. A psychic is actually receiving information from a realm that is beyond them. That means it's beyond their logic, beyond their philosophy, beyond their wisdom. A psychic is actually receiving information that is elevated from another plane that comes down into their psyche and incorporates that information into a total expression that is derived from another world, another universe, another parallel dimension. 
that's the difference between that, a guide, a counselor, a therapist. So what happens with psychics, unfortunately maybe, is that their button is constantly on alert, like a rabbit. They're constantly on alert. Well, rabbit. Because they're, this they're, is, this yeah, is a yeah, continuation. Yeah, from the story. Yeah. So, you know, rabbits are constantly on alert. That, rabbits came up last night. Spirit so it's interesting. As much as the animal instinct. But oh. a psychic is constantly on alert because myself, I cannot get through a day without receiving messages about everybody that I encounter. I don't usually get messages about myself. <laughs> when things come in, it's usually about somebody that we're working with. So I am plugged in. I don't have a headphone. I don't have an earphone. But I have a psychic phone. And I'm constantly plugged in and receiving information daily, hourly, about people, energies. It, you know, being a psychic is not a life of Riley. It's not a leisurely life. Well, that's what I was going to mention. I mean, you know, and the part of it is, I don't know if every psychic is like this, like a John Edwards or, or a James Ron Prague or Sylvia Brown. But when you're really serving people, I, I mean, it really, it, <laughs> it takes dedication and sacrifice. So a lot of times, you know, a call will come in, we'll be involved in working on a book or doing something else, and the call comes in, we take the call. It's, it's, it's about, well, you know, putting aside what you're doing on an ego, just in an ego level, and, and, and dropping that and helping the person that calls, which, you know, is an adjustment. I, I've, I've heard a lot of psychics say, well, you know, I turn it off. I go to a party or I go out to eat. I, I turn it off. I don't, I don't do it. And oftentimes I've scratched. I understand that, but I've also scratched my head trying to conceptualize it. I, I can't turn it off. There's no faucet that turns it off for me. So to me to say, oh, I just turn it off. I'm not in that mode. It's kind of like um, not, this is not ego, but like asking a great prophet or Jesus, oh, oh, you know, I have a question. Jesus, oh, I'm not talking today. I'm taking the day off. I never heard that in anything, in any concept of the individual. You, you're constantly, I mean, they say even God took a rest, so I don't know what the hell he's doing, but, but you're constantly he went in to the a rest medium. Stop. No pun intended. Rest stop. He went to the rest stop. Yeah. Oh. Maybe he had to use the restroom. Yeah, they use the restroom. That's how you use the restroom, and that's how Mary became pregnant, because the womb was resting and he was in there. Okay. So, uh, but the idea of turning it off, I, I, I can't, I don't conceptual, I don't live by that code. I don't know how it's done. But yeah, and then your dreams, I mean, you, you have psychic dreams. I mean, so it's, it's a constant, for you, a constant process of receiving information. You do receive information about our, us, and you communicate with spirits and angels well, I'm not saying about that us, and not. I communicate with spirits and angels, obviously, um, in, in, in 
different ways. No, so, I mean, I have yes, ego. Have I, you know, I go to the bathroom, I eat, I watch this, I read a book. I mean, I do things on an individual level, and I can still experience expressions that belong to me and experiences that belong to me. But you're being a psychic, you, it's constantly having the TV on in the background. <clears throat> you may not be watching it all the time, but it's on. Right. And, I mean, it's interesting how things will come in throughout the day. You know, you see something, or there are signs, and then they connect to whatever person you're talking to, you know, later in the day. And you realize why it came in. It's interesting. Yeah. I mean, last night I had a dream. I was the subject matter of the dream, but the dream was about a client. It wasn't, it wasn't about me. It was about somebody else. So I can, of course, I'm going to participate in the dream because I'm Well, you have dreams, though, have that are not about clients. I mean, there's all kinds, of, you know, you have different well, Yeah, dreams. I mean, there's still a degree of my existence on an egotistical level. I'll say. Naturally. I'll say. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, you, you know, you can't. We can't deny existence. We exist, and we have a right to exist. But what I'm saying is that there are, there. You know, all, many of us hold positions in life where we think and care about others. This is not exclusive to being a psychic. And there are professions that are much more sacrificial than even being a psychic. Right. I mean, you. You know, we're not monks living in or nuns living in a cloistered community like a Carmelite nun, completely devoted to prayer. And I, I mean, that's also debatable, too, because when you remove yourself from society, then you're not contributing to well, society. Well, you know, if so, you have a, a fine line of egotistical energy between yourself and your creator, and uh, you, uh, you have that line of dialogue going on, that doesn't necessarily mean it captures humanity at large. It's just one's own individual attention to one's soul as it connects to the creator of God, and that's where the existence is. And you're constantly in, in, a, in a meditative state of silence. But let's talk about other psychics for a minute, because like the psychics I mentioned, James Von Prague, these people that have fame and notoriety, I don't think they're operating on the same level that we're talking about. I really don't. And I think a lot of their psychic energy is coming from the brain, not an astral realm. Well, the, what, what, whatever is accurate in their in their uh, a, a readings. psychic, in the true essence of the word, a psychic should not be a commodity. You know, the Hollywood psychic, the Long Island psychic. Oh, please. Well, you I know, mean, <laughs> you've turned yourself into a commodity that may be doing a service and have talents and remarkable skills. But you've turned yourself into an icon. You've turned yourself into a, a commodity. Now, somebody may say, well, you have the Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic Hour. But we're just naming our radio show. We're not really defining it. I mean, we have to say something. What are we supposed to say? Well, uh, Jennifer says that we should, we're amazing and we should be more in the public eye. She did say that. The, well, well, we we're appreciate that. I'd rather be in God's eye. Uh, I, you know, I'm not 
concerning me in the public eye doesn't get me anything off the planet. Right. It keeps it's me true. grounded, it keeps to, the grounded to the planet. So, you know, I have to take On the same your, token. your compliment, but, but readjust it. To be in God's eye is the honor. To be in the public eye is, is here and there and then gone. Right. It's, you right. want something everlasting. And so that's what our connection is. Well, that's what I, you know, it's weird because so many passings have happened with, you know, people that are famous. And it's true. It's like, you know, you die and that's it. <laughs> you're, you're done. And you have your legacy. However, you're not connected to, I mean, you're connected to it on a soul level. If you're, you know, an astronaut and coming back to the planet. But it, it's, it's just transient. So it doesn't mean that much. On a soul level, when you get to that. Well, the circumference of life is that we are here briefly. Well, yeah, but we, we're here briefly, but we return to the planet. Um, we return to the planet many times. So we may be here briefly, but our lives are a continuum in terms of the past lives, going into the present, and whatever we have to do on the planet. Are you even listening to what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the idea that that there, our, our, our physical lives have brackets. She said she didn't say public eyes. She said more promotion. That can be done on an individual level. Okay. It is important to keep the integrity intact. Oh, oh we have a call. Well, we, we appreciate your comment, Jennifer. Thank um, you. And we don't we need to misconstrue what you're saying. No, no, no. We're not being to misconstrue. 510. Hello. Hi. Hi, this is Tamika from Oakland. Hi. Hi, Tamika. So, hi. Yeah, I just want to know, do you see me getting a job soon? 622.75? Yeah. Okay. Do we see you getting a job soon? What yeah. What's going on with you? I mean, I should, have you resolved, has your disability come through? Um, I'm waiting on my car to come through, yeah. So it's coming through and you're going to be able to pay your rent? Yeah. But how can you have a job, a job and be on disability? It's a temporary disability. Right. right. Well, the, dip, the disability is just covering for the time I had surgery. So that's why I'm asking about a job now. Well, are you applying for jobs? Yeah, I am. That's why I'm asking, do you see me getting the job soon? You worked in supermarkets before? Yeah. And you're applying at supermarkets? And other places, too. Uh, In-home care, but I ain't, you know, I don't have a recipient to work for, so... I mean, I just got approved for to become an in-home care provider, but I don't have a recipient. Someone has why, to call me to, to hire me what, on. Why would you change from home care to, I mean, to, to like being a clerk at a store to home care? Are you, what, what motivated that? Well, I, I used to do that a couple of years ago. So I was just like just applying for jobs that I've done before. Like I've done that too, so... I did that for like two years, uh, a few years ago. Is there an agency that you can apply to that would 
rather than just, I mean, you're saying you need to be assigned to a person. Can you go through an agency to do in-home care? <clears throat> well, I've, I've applied for agencies, too. I just haven't gotten a call back. Have you called? I would suggest following up if you haven't done so already with with wherever you've applied for. Oh, okay. Well, I've been I've been following up on on a lot of them. I'm just still waiting on responses back. Okay, so uh, Tamika, here's what we can do for you. There's in your code. There's a possibility. You know, your birthday code is active. It's fluid. Yeah. It, it has a meaning every day that you live. There's something in your code that's being activated. You have in your code an activation that a job could occur in August. Okay, that's a good thing to hear. Yeah, so um, what we're going to do is we're going to start off with trying to connect to the energy fields whereby you get a job in August. Are you talking about your six two? Yeah. Yeah, so, so just... Just to explain to Tamika, you have a 6-2 in your birth date, which is an 8. That's August. Right. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to ask you a question, Tamika, and just answer it the best you can. Have you okay. received anything in uh, snail mail? I mean, have you ever, have you gotten anything? you get mail through the mail system, or do you always get it through your computer? Um, through the mail and, and through the computer also. Well, I'm interested in what you got through the, the mail, the paper mail. Now, well, did, did anything come like a letter or maybe an electric bill? Anything help us out here? Yeah, I do, I do got an electric bill. And did you get one recently? Yeah, I did. And was it like 150? How much was it? 145. I oh, thought it was perfect. going to be 150. So that's right so on all What that means, Tamika, as we uh-huh. speak, what that means is that we're connecting to probably your guide who is giving us information that perhaps in August you're going to get a job. Thank you. Now, oh, my God. I, this is so weird. Thank okay. God. Yeah. I've, I've now, been running and now, it's not a promise. It's, a, it's an attitude that comes from the psychic realm that presents itself as a strong to the energy work, not a promise. Okay. Okay. okay so this, this is another, okay, so I'm going to throw this out at you. Daisies. Now, <laughs> I went back in my notes after because I got strong again impression of daisies. I went back to my notes. We spoke on um, the 5th of July, and I also wrote down daisies. So they're coming in again very strongly. You said you love daisies. You picked yellow daisies. Yeah. Yeah. But there must be something else. Did anybody that crossed over, is there any – it could be someone communicating from the other side. Anybody – anybody – Love flowers, floral arrangements, did floral arrangements in your family? My grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother. Your grandmother did floral arrangements or love flowers? She liked floral arrangements. Well, I have an auntie here who's still present who did floral arrangements for my grandmother. So you, have a, 
You have a say that again. My auntie, who's still present, used to uh-huh. give, used to make floral arrangements and gift them to my grandmother. Uh huh. So I think we're getting message from grandmother. Yeah. And so I mean, it's interesting that the daisies would come in again, and so interpreting it this time, we're getting. I think last time we just talked about you picking yellow daisies, but it's a little deeper this yeah, time. Yeah, I, I do that a lot. Yeah, I do pick yellow daisies a lot. But but in fact, your aunt made floral arrangements for your grandmother who's crossed. So your grandmother's yeah. coming through. Your grandmother's coming through. Now, Tamika, your name comes more from a tribal origin. But I want to ask you about a more common name. And that name is Marianne. That's a friend of hers who's still living. Yeah, that's a friend of hers who's still living. The grandmother? Yeah, that's my grandmother's, one of my grandmother's best friend named Marianne. Interesting. So (laughs) So there we go. We're getting getting in the incorporation of doing the reading, right? We're getting signals that are very promising. Well, her name is Mary Jane. Her name is Mary Jane. That's okay. It's close enough. I mean, Marianne, Mary Jane, you know, I mean, whatever. It's okay. It's okay. There's a little bit of a, of an error there, but we'll, we'll accept that. What, what about a Ben or Benjamin? A Ben? Yeah. Uh, I knew somebody named Ben. Who is Ben? Who is Ben? Somebody I used to date. You used to date a Ben. Yeah. Okay. Bernard. You see, your name. Yeah, that's his name. We Bernard call is a French. Bernard is Benny. French. Like Tamika, I would say, is African American. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. And so, and Marianne is more. Uh, Marianne is more English. So we're kind of yeah. stuck, we're kind of surrounding ourselves around the continent, around the world. We're we're visiting different areas. I will say this, and then we're going to move on to our next caller to accommodate okay. time. If anything comes up in your life regarding a balloon, any imagery, anybody talking about a balloon, let uh-huh. us know. Yeah, call, call us up. Okay. Okay, Tamika. Hope that helps. Okay. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Okay, with Jennifer. Jennifer. Oh, hello. 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 We were having such a lovely chat, but you decided to call in. 519. Okay. Well, we're just, we're just gossipy as all, Kristen. That's right. We are actually <laughs> gossiping. Neil's right. We're gossiping. <laughs> Told us on it. Um, He's right again. He is. His he's ego is, is overflowing. I, I have. I, I can't put. You know, gossiping is a root word for gospel, and gospel was spread by gossiping. So we can't really put down the word gossip. gossip. No. Okay, let's well, get to our question. I can. I consider it that we're just solving the problems of the world. Yeah, exactly, and it's, you know, whatever. I. I. Yeah. I, I find it. You know, I find it amusing to connect on a, <laughs> you know, gossipy level at times with certain yeah. people. Okay, so Jennifer and I do that. Oh, That's oh. true. Okay. okay. And your Black Fury Verner is disgusting, by the way. Oh, didn't they come out with another Verner's? Prune? Yeah. Prune, uh, 
Prune burners. Yeah, prune burners. It's a burners made with prunes. That's disgusting. Why don't you look it up? Yeah, search it out. It's a great uh, relaxant. You know, you you, you drink <laughs> burner and you, and you 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 can go to the bathroom afterwards. Gross. Oh, they'd like that in the villages in Florida. Um, <laughs> that big seniors complex with the STDs. You're you're not coming through well. Did okay. you have a comment? Okay. Yeah, we got it. We got a oh, yeah, I have a comment. Sorry. Um, it's okay. Sorry. She's so, um, so Canadian. So my ex is packing up and moving. Like the kids are all going to school in September, so we both live in the same town. So he has a house, but he's packing up and moving. It's you know very far from where we are now, um, and but. My lease is up next July, too, but they're still in school, so I'm worried about, and I feel like his mother has a message about all this, and she's passed on. Um, I'm wondering if she has any tips on how I can make the kids feel like they still have a home, even though so much is changing in terms of households. And you talked about relocating as well. We've talked about that on the air. yeah, this is kind of putting my mouth on that. How, how old are yeah. your kids, Jennifer? 17, well, almost, uh, they'll be 18, 19, and 23. And your question is, how do you create the atmosphere of a home in this transition? Yes. Well, or, you know. Or, or well, they do have a home. A foot. But, but, but establish that they do have a home with you. It's just that their father is moving. They do have a home with me for now, but uh, come next year, I am have to find other accommodations. So I won't be homeless. I'll tell you that much. But um, it won't be you, it won't be like rent. a family home. You rent? I rent. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, in child psychology, uh, Jennifer, what I would have said. For a child, is that you have them draw pictures of a house. <laughs> you have a little them draw old pictures of a home. Seventeen-year-old <laughs> <laughs> drawing a picture. No, of a twenty-three, a twenty-three-year-old, yes, not a seventeen-year-old. Yeah. But in child yeah. psychology, to make a child feel comforted, comfortable about a home, you have them draw a picture of a home and put the, you know, the stick figures in there and name them, and it gives them a, a sense of instant stability through that creative process. A seventeen-year-old should be able to grasp it all depends on their intellectual um, nature you can discuss what it means to have a home you could establish the idea that your temple your home is your body no matter where you are you are always encased in the home of your consciousness you know i mean you can go a philosophical route if if that pertains but to but but to be more physical in the in the actuality of being displaced or or vacant of of a premise the best thing to do is to have a family discussion and let them talk about their feelings towards it yeah and to let them express how they feel and maybe have them work out in their own mind with your back sound how how best to adjust to the transition and i would suggest i mean if you are moving next year i don't know where you i mean are you planning on making a big move 
That I I don't know at the moment. I'm planning on. I, I really, really, really don't know. I I know that like if I stay, I can I can stay here. He will keep me here. He's just making it into. I'm in a big house right now. He's just going to make it into apartments, which would be fine with me because then you know I'm just in a smaller place. But, but they're not you know, have I, a I really, that comes back home too, which is I mean kind right. of unfortunate. I would say for them, yeah. I'm. It's too bad. But you've got to do what's best for you, I, and they're obviously becoming adults. So, uh, yeah, for their age, the best thing is to do is to have a discussion, let them talk it through, or let yeah. them, you know, if, if they're inclined to do that. A lot of teenagers just don't want to talk to their parents like that. But the oh, fact that good. oh, then I'd have a discussion. Yeah, you're a teenager. And let them good. talk. Okay. Let them talk it through, and allow them to work out through dialogue, their own sense of being. I mean, the, the, my, the only concern is, if, are they living with you right now, all of them? Uh, they are because it's summer, but starting in September, they'll all be, they'll at, be at school, away at school. Yeah. Right, but, but they won't have a place. Like, for example, when they graduate, the 23-year-old will not have a place to come home to. Not, not really. No, yeah, but so he's going to have to figure out, you know, housing for himself, which, you know, some kids do move back home after college. For him, it's going to be a little more challenging. The others obviously have time because they're going to be in school for four years. But um, the other, you know, that's going to be. Oh, he's, yeah, he's still got another three years left. Oh, he does. He's, he's doing a graduate. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah, doctorate. Oh, okay. So you don't have to worry so much. Them. Yeah, I mean, no. they've got accommodations for now, for the next few years. You're, you know, they're at an age where your concerns are legitimate, but they're also at an age where they should be able to cope with this. But I would right. have a family discussion. Family discussion. Okay, we got to take our other caller, Jennifer. Okay, thank you. Bye. Bye. I hope we helped. Um, that was more of an advice column than a psychic reading, but okay. Okay, hi. Okay, hi, it's Dion. Hi, Dion. Um, I just got off the phone with uh, Medicaid in this state, and they Long said that it'll be a minim- minimum 90 days before they would consider giving me health insurance. And um, so that's like no prescriptions. That's no, no nothing for 90 days. That's pretty bad. So what I suggest, there's got to be another way, like we found medical care for your dog. There must be emergency medical care for the homeless in, in North Carolina that, that exists outside of Medicaid. So the goal is going to be to find something that can keep your prescriptions going without incurring a cost to you. So that's what we're going to do. That's the next challenge. Yeah, we'll think? work on that, uh, Dion. Because she's going to run out of medication in eight days. And she has a medication that will cause withdrawal symptoms if she goes off of it. It's not well, be there may be, you know, you might want to go to uh, emergency drug centers that cater to homeless on the street. Yeah. Um, so you may want to go into a route that out, that, that's an outreach for the homeless. The problem, that's what I'm saying. There probably are resources. A lot of those drug, um, you know, people that 
or agencies that help the homeless with drugs are just dealing with like opioids. I know. And so they're not going to have, but they be able but, to. You know, there's some some doctors distribute. are linked, like Doctors Without Borders. There, some doctors are linked to. They have a consciousness, and they're linked to uh, to street maintenance, if you will, only because they have the license and they have the capability of doing so. So there may be something there, or they could out outsource you to somebody else that they're aware of in their in their circle of uh, connection. But are you in process for the Medicaid right now? Did you apply? They want all of my medical records. They want all of that. I'm like, you have to go through. You have to go through my uh, attorney. I'm like, I can't do any of that. That's something you have to consult with my attorney on. He doesn't want me doing any paperwork at all. I mean, I don't understand why he can't get some kind of an emergency hearing with the disability board. I well, mean, it I'm, just doesn't get any worse than what it is right now. Like, I don't I even think that. I should go get my dog. Uh, he's he's well, going to end up back in the same boat. Uh, I can't provide for me. I cannot provide for my dog. Living out of my car is not sustainable. I don't okay. have the physical energy or mental energy to keep going. So, Dion, when we talked earlier this morning, I was, like, waking up and dealing with things in my house. So I, I was not completely, like, centered. So we talked about Neil projecting the 15th, which I was like, well, you know, that's, I wasn't even thinking what date it is. Today's the 9th. The 15th could be still possible for you to get housing, and I know you're really upset. What I'm going to do today in my spare time is try to find medical resources for you. We've got a plan on the housing, which is you're going to go to the, the, the community that you applied to tomorrow when the office is open. Um, with your dog, I think that you should look into other resources on that list that I gave you to see if you they can. They don't have it. They don't have the shelter. They, they stopped helping people with the dogs and the shelter. You, I call that number. That's what took me so long to call in your show. They oh. have done away with the program. Okay. So it's possible that the people that are helping your dog at the hospital might be able to direct you to another program. So what I suggest is calling the hospital and saying, this is my dilemma. What can I do? Maybe they'll help. I mean, I know the maximum was 2000 They're putting the bill at $2,000 as far as the estimate is concerned, but maybe they can help direct you towards um, someone who could board your dog in a medical facility because he's still sick and not maybe well enough to be living on the street. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your attorney. So give your attorney another call yeah. because – uh, what the reason being is I'm connecting, uh, we're connecting, if you will, to the uh, essence of your attorney being active in this in, in this particular. Tell your attorney calmly what your situation is and how desperate you are, and maybe with the intervention of psychic energy, we can get your attorney to seek the connections that are necessary to resolve your issues. But call your attorney again. Have after we've spoken here. Yeah, because it may, because of the energy work, it may help. And I'm looking up right now, emergency medical care in North Carolina. Also, just about the dog, I'm going to reiterate, contact the hospital and say, I don't know to release my dog because I have nowhere to take him. So are there places directly that might be able to assist? Um, okay. 
They were okay. going to call me after 2 o'clock because they okay, had to wait until at, okay. Maybe wait. I mean, but you could call, I mean, you could call them and say, I need help. I need help okay. locating a, a place to keep my dog. Okay. Dion? Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna look up see if I can find anything for you beyond Medicaid and also call your attorney. Okay. Okay. All right. We gotta Okay. Okay, keep in touch, Dion. All right. We need to stop. So we will be back on the air on Friday, nine AM I think. And that's the show for the day. Bye-bye.